And of course, there was only one way we could start this, and that was a moment of reflection. Uh, Who would have thought that 2020 would have panned out quite like this? There are few words, disbelief, upset, tragic and shock doesn't even begin to cover what we've all experienced. Many thought by this stage it might be over. Some thought it was just a bad dream. For others, simply digesting the enormity of the tragic situation was almost enough to send them over the edge. You turn on the TV, it's there. You listen to the radio. Again, no escape. But as we sit here today, the grotesque reality remains. Nigel Farage is still alive. Uh, Yes, and welcome, kids, to a tinsel-ridden episode of Once a Word. It's been a while, but there's a good reason for that. We couldn't be f***ed. But fear not, the Northern Hemisphere's favourite podcast is back with Christmas bells on it. There's laughter and joy, elves and reindeer, a drop of mulled wine and a festive sack of plenty. What could go wrong? Kev! What could go wrong? That's a Nickelback song, you know? Nickelback. Yeah, you know, it's been a while. It has been a while. Hey, man, how's your 2020 been? <laughs> oh, it's been fantastic. Yeah, what a riot. What an absolute laugh riot. I've been cooped up in a loft. Is there, a, look, let's be honest here. Is there a little bit of you, any part of you that's kind of enjoyed it? Yes, because I don't like people increasingly and especially when you walk you come out of a lockdown situation and you're out in the street or you're out out in the street like i'm a hooker you're out you're out in a you know the pub or whatever and you just see people and people are generally awful just distance wear a mask all that kind of thing so i'm not gonna bother doing any of that i'm just gonna behave like a massive bell end and that's just you yeah that's just speaking of which Kay burley what a (laughs) i mean can you believe it there has been no single journalist on TV who has been more bedwettingly evangelical about cross-questioning forensically yep. politicians about social distancing, masks, where you stood two metres away from the other honourable man. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yes, I well, Sky sources, t- Sky sources, fuck <laughs> off. Sky sources tell us. It was 1.8 metres. And she and Death Rigby, the uh, political editor. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, between the two, is that a news channel or the Adams family? I, I'm struggling <laughs> with this. And now she's and the greatest part about the fact that she's been, well, she's been suspended. Did you see they announced this on, on Sky itself? And they said, Kay Burley has agreed to be off air for six months. Agreed? Yeah. That's, that's not how a, it works, is it? You know, she didn't really have much yeah, of a well, say in it, I would imagine. Of course she didn't. Uh, anyway, let's uh, move on from that old guff. Uh, we are back. Uh, we turn up here in kind of Morecambe and Wise style, uh, without the jokes, Wait. once a year. <laughs> yeah. Once a year. How did it come to this? This used to be once a week, wasn't it? Like five years ago. It's once a week, and then it went every two weeks, and then... Well, we're busy men. We're, we're busy men, and, you know, the... The general state of the world hasn't really helped, has it? I, I, I was, you know, this, and I think I said this to you over the summer, uh, as I was relaxing in the garden with a cocktail. It was like if an alien invasion, if a space fleet suddenly appeared, and these giant star destroyers suddenly appeared in the sky. Once upon a time, you would have been like, "Oh my God, we're being invaded." In twenty twenty, it's just like, "Oh God, what now?" The mask thing is um, 
The visual of the mask is, is frightening for two reasons, because just the, the whole kind of 28 days later dystopian thing that, you know, all those words that nobody ever used but now uses in every other sentence. You look at a, a scene of, of Brits, you know, on the mooch. It's just oddly uh, sort of almost a terrifying act of subservience, even though, you know, we know it's the right thing and stuff. But don't you think it's odd the way everybody just got used to it really quickly? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean... Now, how many masks have you got, for example? Littered around. Yeah, because I think I've some got in, about eight. Like, yeah, some in the car, some in my bag. I find them in pockets. find them all over the place. The Reagan one's my favourite. Oh, masks, yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, lo- loads, loads of those. Uh, yeah. So the standard has been set. It goes down from here, Kev. You realise that? It really does. And you know what? I did one tweet sort of vaguely implying that uh, we uh, we might come back. And then suddenly the old inbox started cranking up. And we have, if you can believe it, Ian Collins, questions and feedback via social media and internet and airborne virus. So that's pretty exciting. Love it. From Dr. Tiger Neinstein. The good doctor says 2020 was shite for everyone. But did you two twats have a positive highlight? That's an excellent question. Yeah, I did. I left the BBC. (laughs) It was kind Do you know what it was like? It was... Somebody asked me this quite recently. What was it like when you left the BBC? Uh, You have to put all these caveats in, like, you know, working with great people and all that. That's all a given. Uh, You know, my my producer was one of the best in the business. Uh, The BBC, I don't don't think I quite recognise that, but (laughs) such is the nature of regional radio. Um, And when I kind of i was about to say walked out the door but actually i never went back because i I stuck for the last two months i was doing the show from home Mm. because of you know covid regulations Um, so i never went back in the building but actually the day that um i had a you know chat with the the senior 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 uh bod uh who, who is all things radio at the bbc and we arranged, you know, just agreed a date that would be my last show. And I, I finished. We sneakily uh, stuck in a, a, a track with a bit of a lyrical message in it uh, as the last tune that was played on the show. Uh, and when I finished, it was as if, you know, when you're wearing a really uncomfortable pair of shoes and oh, yeah. you've been walking too long in them mm-hmm. and they might be new and they're tight and they're, they're rubbing and you know the blisters are under there and it's going to be... And then you take the shoe off and the almost incredible sense of utter relief. Oh, yeah. That utter sense of relief, as my old nan used to describe it, better than a whack, she would say. <laughs> we look up in those eyes and think, you're right, Grandma. Uh, but that sense of, that absolute sense of complete and utter relief was just, yeah, it was that. It was an experiment. It was like, uh, it's a bit like the when you've had a long train journey, say, into London, and you have to wear your mask at the station at one end, on the train, and then as you're walking through the station, and you have that wonderful sort of airgasm where you take the mask off and suddenly you can breathe again. Oh, it's a stunner. That's a lovely we are so We're grateful for these morsels of life. We're, here we are yeah. thanking oxygen. This <laughs> how bad it's got. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. I think for me, though, the 2020 thing... And I think it was most people's highlight was just, I remember uh, 
dry. I was driving back uh, somewhere with uh, with Mrs. Kev, and my phone suddenly came up. You know, your news alerts. You know, one yeah. uh, like Sky does it, then the BBC cottons onto it about a year later. Uh, but it just said um, Joe Biden has won the election, and then suddenly everybody for about twenty four hours was in a really good mood until Donald Trump's like, well, I didn't lose. I think he still won actually, and I think Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump did win that election, and we just uh, we'll come around to his yeah. way of thinking any time. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Hang on. Let, let's just press the Trumpometer and see what he says. Darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television. Uh, this one comes from Benny Scheidhauser from Canterbury, <laughs> who says, "German ancestry." Remember Benny? Ben, yeah, good old Benny. He says, "I saw the Archbishop of Canterbury in Debenhams the other day. Uh, he was buying socks. Have either of you two ever seen a globally famous religious person out and about doing everyday chores?" Uh, yes, is the answer. Really? I once saw. Yeah, I once saw Desmond Tutu on a waltzer in <laughs> South End. You don't remember that? The louder you yep. preach, the faster we go. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> go, Des. Desmond Tutu's still around because I, I I was watching Songs of Praise one day and Desmond Tutu pitched up as a kind of guest appearance. And he's kind of, you know, famous religious, right? I mean, he's, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the, there are a few people uh, that make the kind of religious celeb list. And Tutu is, you know, he's Premier League. And this is A-list. And there he was on Songs of Praise. And, you know, because he's so important, you know, he, was, he wasn't going to be in the studio. So they'd gone to, I thought, you know, they'd flown Alad Jones or whatever it was all the way to <laughs> to Africa for this this interview. Uh, and Tutu said, <laughs> Tutu said, uh, I have very fond memories of my time in the United Kingdom, particularly, and I kid you not, particularly when I lived in Bromley. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what? And I looked it up. And he did. He lived did he? just outside Bromley for... You know, a period of time when he was on the preach down south. <laughs> on the and preach. Official terminology, theologically. Yeah, speaking. indeed, yeah, of course. Yeah, Tutu was a, a, a South, adopted South Londoner for a period of time. Could have, I could have seen him at the Glades any time without really possibly, <laughs> buy, possibly buying socks like uh, Benny's experience. Hasn't that been an amazing thing? I don't know about you, but I have spent most of this year just wearing shorts and no socks. Yes. Yeah, I wore That's shorts. terrific. When I went back into work at Talk Radio, the, the weirdest thing, uh, there I was describing what it was like to take a tight pair of boots off. Um, I discovered what it felt like to put a pair of jeans on because I thought, I, know, I, I haven't weird. worn these. I literally have not worn these for three months. I hadn't got dressed. Yeah, when you say a pair of jeans, what you actually mean is your uh, tailored Savile Row suit and, um, you know, gel up the pompadour, make sure you're looking A1 to go and present a show on the radio, which in and of itself, oh. you know, but you don't, this is the other thing, you you know, you've been a radio presenter for most of the past 65 years, and, ah. but now now you're doing, you're doing TV every day as well. Well, that's, the, the, you're absolutely right, because that was... Uh, the, the game changer because talk radio of course have uh, have kind of gone really big on this so everything is filmed it's multi-camera it's it's all of all of that so and you know what scruffy bastards they are in the world of radio you know I, i've worked among this group of tracks <laughs> for many years in varying forms and schedules um it's not really an aesthetic industry and I, i've always thought that perhaps people even gravitate to it for for that that reason so yeah you've, you've got to think about what you you know what you stick on 
which is just sort of bonkers, really. But the nicest thing about going in after lockdown was that I had a train to myself, literally. Oh, yeah. Every day, a carriage and uh, with nobody in it, just, just me, COVID-free Collins. Here's more from Bobby Dimsum. Any chance Ian could sell me his PlayStation 5? I haven't got a 5. Got a 4. But you've got a 5. I don't have a 5. Uh, well, Bobby thinks you've got one for some reason. Have you been bragging about it on the Twitter? I haven't got a 5. What have you got? A 4. You've got a 4. Have you really? Are you sure well, it's not like you... a 1? Yeah. Is it an Atari 2600 that you've written PlayStation yes. on? Yes, it is. Yes, I've done Here you are, kids. I've painted it. Yeah, the graphics look like Lego, but, you know, it's the new fashion. It's what all the kids want. That is a weird thing, yeah. though. You get all of these games, which now we're going back to... Oh, and, you know, we're going to be talking about games and gadgets a bit later on, aren't we? With um, Will Guyatt is going to be with us, yeah. Oh, I was about to say a world-renowned expert, but did they drop out? No, no, no. Couldn't couldn't, couldn't find that. Couldn't find that. We looked, uh, but Fevzy wasn't available, so... Uh, yes, Guyatt's going to be back on with us. Good dude, Guyatt. Really good dude. Yeah, man, I missed we him. Love. I missed him. Actually, in terms of 2020, yeah. uh, missing hanging Hang out with second. my old friend Will Guyatt is... Uh, yeah. Just a sec, just a sec. We've done this podcast for... We've done loads of these episodes, and every time we have Will on, you refuse. Like some awkward Johnny Depp character with a massive rider, you've refused to appear on every program that Guyatt's been on. That's no, that's not. That's fake news. That's fake news, that Ian. You just okay. you and the mainstream media are just making that. You're making things up. You're making things up. Okay. Simple as that. This podcast is rigged. <laughs> I think it might be. Well, here's another one on that bombshell from Sandy Collins. Sandy writes, "Dad, is Santa real? Because I found a brand new bike just my size behind your stacks of special magazines from the seventies, like Rizzle and Bustler." Also, mum says you need to empty the dishwasher. It's quite funny, actually, because mum is currently emptying the dishwasher. I mean, a dishwasher is a wonderful, special, magical cupboard where you put all of the dirty stuff and close it until yeah. you can be bothered setting yeah. it off. And then someone has the hassle of having to empty it. But that's ultimately why you have children, I think. That, that they want food, but there is an art to filling it as well. And uh, people who don't play by the filling rules of the dishwasher, frankly, are surplus to requirements of the human gene pool. You know, people just whack it all in there. It's like you've got three items yeah. in there, you lazy bastard. Stack, yeah. there's an art to stacking. You can get a whole bunch yeah, of I, stuff in there if you stack it properly. I feel quite strongly that I might be one of those lazy bastards, though, Ian. I think my uh, my dishwashing skills are, you know. Yeah, are limited. Yeah, I could get probably the street's worth of crockery in mine. If you give me enough time, I'll slide that stuff in there. Now, do you rinse it prior? Sometimes I'll go for a rinse. Sometimes I jump in and have a shower. Do you? Do you come out all old and wrinkly then? Because that would certainly explain a few things. Steamy. Steamy? Steamy. That's a Scottish thing, isn't it? The steamy. It's like uh, laundry. It? Yes, I think um, old Scottish people used to enjoy going doing the steamy uh, for, uh, um, you know, uh, for, I don't know, gossip or something. Is that right? Okay. Beats me. I've only just, I mean, honestly, it just goes to show, and I, I know that we do have a lot of Scottish people who listen to this, and I'm going to get, you know, no doubt, hauled over the coals on social media. But I've only just mm. seen a program called Still Game. Do you know what Still Game is? No, I don't know. Still Game is kind of... I described it to a friend of mine, because I still happened to catch an episode, and I thought, this is actually pretty funny. And I jokingly described it to a, a friend of mine back in Bali who is a bit like a sort of Scottish last of the summer wine. 
uh, and I was I was roundly lambasted for this. It's funny. It's a good show, but you know you may not understand quite a lot of what's being said. It can sound properly Scottish on occasion, Ian, and I wouldn't want to hurt your delicate ears. Oh, Is hang on. Like any particular. I've just had a text, Ian. I've just had a text. It's from Kay Burley. Uh, she wonders if she could use the loo. Yeah, of course you could. Keep your distance, though, you COVID-ridden dodgepot. I was texting the uh, the other day, wasn't I? Because um, there's a, a an obscure satellite TV channel that's showing Runaround with Mike Reed for the first time in, like, 90 years or something like that. Yeah, and I said to you, I don't think I've ever seen it on the telly since it was on the telly, I don't in, in any form. It's a very odd show. I think it's on Vintage Pictures TV or something like that. But... He wanders around, and I don't know if you know where you got it from, but he wanders around calling everyone a wilf. Yeah, I think that might have come from him. Uh-huh. I can't remember. But he was the coolest guy, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. he was he was just a man. And that rack of gifts at the end that the kids could win, were, I mean, yeah. look at that thinking, man alive. There was always a little chewing, chopper on the top, wasn't there? He's chewing gum all the way through it as well. It's so yeah. weird. It's so weird. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, sorry, back to you. I just, it just occurred to me. Right on. Cigarette on the go. Yeah. Like a couple of pints in hand. <laughs> Loved it. This comes from, I'll do a quickie here, uh, Esther Ranson uh, emails. How are you, pair of <laughs> she says. Uh, been a while since we hooked up, you because let's hit the town and get faced. you got to love Esther. Uh, but the real question here is from Kenny Canasta and his merry boys of hell. <laughs> What's the worst Christmas gift you two ever got? I once received a hamster. I was 33 at the time. You can imagine how f***ing joyous that was. <laughs> Had to look after this rat for three years before it popped off to hamster heaven. Well, when you look back at it, did they suddenly wrap the hamster or did they put it in a cracker? What? <laughs> I mean, just put it in the bin, don't you? After it's dead? Or are you what, talking about when you... Yeah, when you... When I was you... talking about when it was a gift, not... Oh, I don't that's... think he was handed a dead hamster. He said it lived for three years. Well, when I look back on it, aside from the Gary Glitter singles I used to get given as a teenager, uh, which probably still exist in the loft somewhere, probably the annual... uh, My auntie Maureen bought me Matey Bubble. Remember Matey Bubble Bath? I do, yeah. Sailor. And we've... we've, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the little sailor thing. We've got some in the bathroom. Now, my auntie Maureen sent me a Matey Bubble Bath every year till I was about 19. And I don't know whether she didn't know that it was meant for... Small children. I've got no idea. When you say you've got one in your bathroom, is that one from the 80s that you've held on to? Or is it sort of... Uh, no, the one with the 80s was dark, was a kind of a solid blue colour, wasn't it? This one has kind of got yeah. more of an animated sailor on it. Ah. Still tastes as good. <laughs> it's delicious, isn't it? Especially with a bit yeah. of vodka. Yeah, lovely. Love Have you got a question, Kev? Sadly, yes. From someone calling themselves Rudy Giuliani's seepy fart. No relation. Rudy writes, I have a moustache. I've had one for 15 years, and I'm only 35. My mates take the piss out of me and call me a 70s relic. I shaved it off just once, in stages, as you do, and I really like the way the Charlie Chaplin style looks on me. But all of my mates thought I looked like a ginger Hitler. Should I get rid of it? (laughs) Well, there is a question as to whether you can be ginger and sinister. How are you going to say Ginger um, and Hitler? I mean, <laughs> fair enough, maybe. Don't you remember there was that lad? So some white ginger bloke decided he wanted to join the Taliban. Um, and he came from, I, I don't know, you know, somewhere in the in the UK. Uh, and, and what he'd done, he'd kind of grown 
the the beard a, a bit, but it was it was desperate stuff, and he'd grown a kind of almost a, a pubic beard, and it didn't look good. It was more cat weasel uh, than anything, and um, so this absolute dumbo says, you know, I, you know, I've read all the religious text, and my calling is to go over to Afghanistan or something and fight with the Taliban. He was there. I think he was there seventy-two hours. He had the <laughs> blown out of him. He was. Um, he was no more. But I was just reminded of that because he. he yeah, he, it didn't work really. The, the, the menacing ginger guy. There were some shots. You know, him holding a, a bazooka, not the chewing gum, but the you know the weapon. <laughs> bazooka Joe with little cartoons. <laughs> yeah. I so I don't know whether mate it with his Hitler moustache. I mean, it's probably quite offensive, but he's saying it's you know it's a Chaplin moustache. And when you think about it, you can still watch episodes of Charlie Chaplin, but you don't think of Hitler. No. Which is kind of interesting. But then I wonder if he's more worried. I mean, if he was dark haired, would he be concerned about it as much as the fact that he's got red hair? You see what I mean? Is the concept of a ginger Hitler what he's objecting to, or what his friends are, in fact? Well, a ginger Hitler is just kind of. It's Mel Brooks territory, isn't it? I mean, it's just. You can only laugh at it. Uh, yes, and you know, let's let's face it. World War Two was a long time ago. Everyone who was involved in it is now dead. So let's move on. Yeah. Although the woman next door, but three to me, she was around. Really? She wasn't fighting at the time. Yeah, yeah. She was like some kid. Is she fighting now? She joined the Taliban. I don't know. <laughs> She's, uh, went off with some ginger bloke. <laughs> really? <laughs> this comes from Captain Sensible. Oh, oh bless. What, this one? Captain says, oh, interestingly, he says, are you glad it's all over? <laughs> well, I don't know whether it is, is it? What's he referring to? Uh, 2020, I guess. How disappointed, by the way, would you be if you followed The Damned and then realised that Captain Sensible released that track? It's a bit like discovering Sid Vicious has joined Buck's Fizz, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but then, but imagine, I mean, have you ever heard Billy Idol's version of Jingle Bell Rock? And I'm not making it up. It sounds like I'm making this up. But Billy Idol, well-known punk, you know, massive, absolutely total yeah, yeah, partier yeah. back in the day, released a Christmas album. And I encourage everyone to do this. YouTube, Jingle Bell Rock, Billy Idol, because the video is unintentionally hilarious. It's brilliant and awful at the same time. And finally, Esther, from a jealous Shep. Did you make your Blue Peter Advent crown this year? I did, and set fire to half of Whitstable. (laughs) Are they still doing that? These days, I don't think they let you use the candles, and I certainly don't think they're on TV, you know. They always used to say it's special fireproof tinsel, didn't they? It's still got candles on it. I mean, the concept is still putting candles on a coat hanger with some tinsel and hanging it up. Yes. Yeah, here, kids, hang this in your wardrobe at home and once a week, light a candle. Blue Peter inadvertently spawned uh, more pyromaniacs (laughs) than anywhere else. Light your candles, kids. How many did that? Uh, Anyway, uh, we move onwards. Uh, we, We go from the fun to this. Well... It's becoming a tradition here, and 2020, let's face it, has been a bitch of a year. And we have lost some of our greatest heroes and people who we have admired and kind of been on the planet with for a long time in terms of celebrities. And when one of those people is no longer sharing the planet with you, it's 
very sad. So with that in mind, here is some morose music to uh, to introduce our feature, Dead Celebrities 2020. Andre, put down the eggnog and press the play button. Oh, it's nice to have him back. We had to, I mean, we scout, we scoured, didn't we, to get Andre yeah. back? My yeah. God. Yeah, Bri- bribery, but more of that later. We can't, obviously, because so many people have, so many people we love to passed away this year, but we do have a few which may have yeah. more relevance to a once a word audience than others. Starting with Derek Akora. I was just thinking Derek Akora. I thought you're never going to mention Derek Akora, so I thought you won't mention Akora, so I'll throw Akora in. And then what do you do? I didn't know this. You, you've suddenly put him top of the list. I think he died on January the 3rd. It was something like that, yeah. Yeah. But he told us about it on July the 7th. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Let's talk about the time that um, I think Derek Akora was a regular guest of a Mr. James Whale in, in, in Talksport yep. days. And there was a time when Whale finished up and went to the news, and we came back on, and you just did a Derek Akora impression for about half an hour, and people were still and, phoning in. And people were phoning in, and I, we, we took calls on it, and and I, I read their fortunes. The Portuguese right. fisherman, do you remember that? I do, and I think I mainly sat in the corner and cried with laughter because this guy rang up and he goes, "Oh, it's so nice to talk to you, Derek. I can't believe I'm through to you." And I said, uh, "No, it's all money. I said, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm, I, can, I can see a, a guy called Bert, a Portuguese fisherman." Uh, and he goes, "Really, Derek? Is that right? That's incredible. I've got a lot of fishing people in my life. I think, mate, you live in Birmingham. No one ever went fishing in Birmingham." And this, you're right. This went on for about half an hour, didn't it? Um, but I'd like to think I left a little um, a little love in the hearts of those people. I mean, as far as they're concerned, uh, they think they, they spoke to Derek Akora. Also this year, Christopher Beanie. Chris, I forgot that. Christopher Beanie. Yeah, most people won't know who he is, I, I sense, other than kind of pop culture assholes like us. <laughs> like we'll, us, yeah. We'll remember uh, you know, Christopher Beanie in... Uh, probably upstairs, downstairs, and you know, and then various kind of sitcommy things. There was a funeral thing he did, wasn't there? What was that called? Yes, there like was. A, it was did something this. like, "Yes, sir, there's my funeral" or something. <laughs> Whoops! There goes my casket. Something like that. Also, this year, Derek Folds. Yes, who was? <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Yes. Yes, minister and all that, and then latterly heartbeat. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he was around for a long time. And this was a, well, I mean, they're all terrible, obviously. I'm not going to say that one person's death is worse than the other, but Terry Jones died. Terry Jones died, yes. Do you remember I, I had dinner with Terry Jones? You did, remember this yeah. Story? Yeah, I went to Kevin Dutton, the psychologist. He's been with us on the program lots of times, of course. I went to his birthday party, and it was a surprise, and his wife phoned me up. And she said to me, she said, we're going to be a bit late. She said, can you pass on the message? Can you tell Ray Davies of the Kings? that Terry Jones is also going to be late. And I thought, right, okay. I hadn't arrived at this thing. I thought, Ray Davis and the kid, Terry Jones. And I didn't quite realise how famous Ray Davis was until he walked in this restaurant and literally everybody was like, wow, it's Ray Davis and the Kings. And Terry Jones was just a wonderful, lovely man. Yeah. As you'd want him to be. Also this year, Nicholas Parsons, your Doctor Who co-star. Yeah. My co-star in Doctor Who chased him around. I told my producer at Talk Radio the other day that I was... You know, normally when you say I was a monster in Doctor Who, 
even people who don't really know Doctor Who, they go, wow, that's cool. And I told Ricky, and Ricky is 27, that, that should, this should make no difference. I told him, and he just laughed. I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. He, didn't quite, he didn't quite get the kudos of being a, a Who monster. He just thought it was funny. You know, like I told him I used to be a, you know, kissogram or something. Well, you did that as it well. He looked at me like I was a, like I was a f***ing idiot. <laughs> In absolute fairness, Ian, he wasn't far off. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, he's quite astute, is our Ricky, so, you know, fair point. Also this year, uh, Kirk Douglas, who was 197 years old. I know, he's amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. People used to say, people said, look, it, you know, he's like 197 years old, but doesn't he look good? And it's like, and I looked at the last pictures of him and I thought, well, with respect, not really. Um, at, that, at that stage, he kind of had uh, sort of turned into a like a little tiny shriveled kirky. <laughs> Which I guess is what happens when you reach 197. Incidentally, I think I saw a tiny shriveled kirky at the Electric Ballroom a few years ago. They were very good. I recommend their second yeah, album. I think John Peel launched them, didn't he? <laughs> very much so. Live in session. Also this year, not a lot of humour in this one, but it should be mentioned, Caroline Flack. Um, yeah. Kenny Rogers. Did Kenny Rogers die? Apparently he did. And it reminded me of the time that we had the founder of a website on the radio. He had a website called menwholooklikekennyrogers.com, and it was just full of pictures of men who looked like Kenny Rogers. I had forgotten about that. I'd never have remembered that for the rest of my life. Eddie Large passed away this year as well. Um, yeah, dear Eddie. I, I mean... Now is not the time, but little and large, we're not my favourite television comedians. Really, didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for no. me. We were we, we were merely whippersnappers at the time. So maybe ah, that's it was, just, yeah. Well, maybe I, I'm more mature humour. I'm much older than you, so maybe I remember them uh, well. Um, Bill Withers, which I'm only including because it's a joke uh, about um, a duck going into the chemist, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Honor Blackman. Now we'll come back to this one because. The Honor Blackman thing was like, again, she seemed like a very old lady at this point, but was working yep. like up until, I think, relatively recently. Uh, Sterling Moss drove yep. cars for a living, as I understand it. Tim Brooke Taylor. Now, that was kind of shocking. Well, it was shocking because he always looked like 23. But it's uh, one of my favorite goodies jokes is he said, I want to become an earl. I want to be an earl. And then I want an OBE. I'll be an earlobe. <laughs> yes. Jill Gascoigne. Now, we texted about Jill Gascoigne because uh, the gentle touch was on when we were youngsters. And, yep. you know, that in itself was a very influential show, as I understand it. For my formative teenage years, Jill Gascoigne absolutely was a very um, informative show. Little Richard also died this year. Willie Thorne. Willie Snooker. Thorne. Snooker yeah. man Willie Thorne. Yeah, he was a nice man, wasn't he? Isn't Snooker something you, you, know, you would watch sometimes at your mates in their bedroom and they had a black and white tv and it was nearly impossible to make any sense of it unless you had the comments <laughs> right yeah yeah isn't that the famous outtake of the guy the commentator saying you know it's alex higgins he's you know clearly going for the going for the red here um, for those of you watching in black and white it's the one just behind the blue and <laughs> yeah. i don't, never know whether that was uh, like the batsman's holding the bowler's willy, that one. Yep. Remember that in the world? Yeah, I I whether these are true, I don't know. Dame Vera Lynn finally Vera. Died. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. Uh, that was yep. shocking. That was uh, a shocker. And this next one, a couple of these hit very close to home. Ian Royce also passed away this year. Oh, lovely Roycey. 
lovely Roycey. What a nice man. And, you know, he had, I'm going to repeat probably what Piers Morgan said about him on, on GMB, but, you know, as a guy was, he had a, a whole bunch of demons going on, Roycey, and they never really went away. And he would battle with them and he'd work through them and he'd make you laugh through them. And, you know, he went off the track uh, more than once. He came back on it. Uh, but big success. Uh, he never made old bones. But the uh, time he had during those years were, were, were probably the lifetime that many people would happily have exchanged for. Um, nice guy, much missed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also this year, Diana Rigg. That was... Yeah. I mean, again, she was an old lady. She had an amazing life, but, you know, these things are still shocking. Eddie Van Halen, for the rock fans. And this next one, uh, we did an entire episode about him. Frank Boff. Yes, Frank died, didn't he? Another man with demons, you know. But he kept getting hired after all of that, because I thought he disappeared. But actually, if you look... No, at he kept... Wiki- no, no. He, he, no, no. He kept getting higher after that. Oh, I see. Oh, I did right. I misread. Uh, also yeah. this year, Bobby Ball. Yeah. Of Cannon and Ball. So Sean Connery. So both James Bond and Pussy Galore passed away this year. That's true. That's true. Can't say anything about Sean that people don't already know, really. Uh, John Sessions, who, if we're honest about it, was a little bit smug on whose line is it anyway. Can I say that now or is it too soon? Little smug. Yeah, no, I think, I think you can smug. kind of say that. He never really... Never, I don't know. I don't know where to place him. People say, oh, he was actually a quiet genius and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sure he was. Uh, he kind of wasn't never really, apart from whose line, never was never really on my radar. And this one hit hard as well. Jeffrey Palmer slamming uh, the lamb. Jeffrey. He's now been slammed in a coffin. <laughs> Stop it. Just what a lovely, lovely bloke. It's a bit like Paul Eddington, you know, these actors that you yeah. just sort of know were in. I mean, somebody might write to us and say, no, actually, he was a. Quack, quack, I just think these guys <laughs> were just of a certain age. I remember Paul Eddington saying that when he died, he wanted on his gravestone, he did very little harm. And I just thought that's a oh. lovely thing to say because this was a bloke that was just nice to people. Rounding off this festival of morbid, Des O'Connor, television showbiz legend. Eric Hall, as well. Diego Maradona, Scotland's favourite footballer. That was that was only a few weeks back, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I'm well up to date. Although I can't be as up to date, because I'm sure someone will cork it tomorrow. But the last name on the list is Dave Prowse. Darth Vader and the Green Cross Code Man. Yep. And the thing about Dave is that it's really odd, because obviously his voice was dubbed as Darth Vader. He did tell people, oh, I thought it was going to be my voice, which was never the intention. But also, if you watch those Green Cross code adverts as well, the first bunch of them, up until the last few, were also dubbed by another actor. So, you know. Is that right? But he did have this incredible physical presence, um, which other people who have played Darth Vader did not have. And that's absolutely true. If you look at him... In that yeah, suit, yeah, he was kind of incredible. Uh, so there's the fun bit. Uh, we'll have another list of uh, dead celebrities uh, this, this time next year. Yeah, tune in. Yeah, we're, we're not taking predictions on that. That wouldn't be right, of course. Uh, but uh, speaking of misery, uh, Will Guyot's up next, Kev. Will Guyot, oh, the yeah. tech guru, the yeah. archdeacon of all things gizmo-based. Will Guyot. I love Will. And, you know, I was thinking about this, though, because he, he delivers information in such a way that, uh, you know, you, you can't help but not love him. But just between you and I, 
what if we just try to sort of insert some like Beatles song titles throughout and see if he notices, ah. see if he picks up on it. What? So casually inserted into everyday conversation. It's that thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll just we'll just see okay. how many he picks up on. All right, okay. Andre, have you got some uh, Let's Dial Up and have Will Guyatt on the programme music, please? Judging from the stir of the crowd, yes, he's arrived. Will! 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 Now how we do it. So enough of this teasing uh, lark. Uh, let's speak to the man himself. Uh, Will Guyatt is with us. Will Guyatt! Oh, uh, I'm really pleased to be here. And uh, I was running some numbers before I came to speak to you. You've done 90 minutes of podcasting since 2016. That's pretty relaxed. I know you've both got jobs elsewhere, but where the bloody hell's the podcast at? You were relaunching it a year ago. We know. We're, we're busy. We're, yeah. I mean, it's it's this. It, there's been relaunches, but they've gone kind of only on the dark web. <laughs> oh, it's good to speak to you. Yeah, can I say as well, Will? I mean, it, it's such a delight to have you talking to us. You, you're just like a, you know, you, you bring a warmth to this podcast. I just, it's like <sighs> when Will when Will is online and he's talking to us, it's like, here comes the sun, quite frankly. Oh, that's nice. It's like putting another log on the fire, isn't it? Kev and I are friends now. We've, we've, I've spoken to Kev more this year, Ian, than I've spoken to you probably. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. We've mended some bridges. We're friends again yeah. now. We've dated for a while. Them. Yeah, I have. It's been, a, it's been a long and winding road, but you eventually we, we got there. We did. That's true. <laughs> a pause of, did we? Have we? Really? Well, he's known the world over as the man who can tell us more about the issues of tech, innovation, gadgets, and anything associated with gaming. Um, Will Guy, you're going to give us the big definitive five things yeah. we need to have essentially in our stocking for, for this Christmas. Don't let me down, man. Come on. I'd go with a taser and a baton because you've got a no-deal Brexit coming. They'd be quite high <laughs> up, up the top of my list coronavirus mask that's got to be on there too that's this true. christmas it's yeah it's tricky right because i'm going to talk about stuff that isn't particularly cheap and that's sometimes the problem with technology these days if you're doing anything this christmas and you're a gamer you're going to have to get the uh, xbox series x or the playstation yeah. 5 and that's going to take a huge chunk out of your wallet unless you're ian collins of course uh, 450 quid approximately you're looking at for wow. a ps5 or an xbox x these are incredible consoles i know kev loves a bit of gaming have you got your hands on one yet do you know what i have to say that genuinely in my life i have not had a harder time getting hold of a console than a playstation 5 and I, i'm trying now like literally i'm ignoring you and i'm, I'm joking will i love you <laughs> but you refresh. know <laughs> i'm on the argos website just pressing refresh all the time so i haven't got one yet but i will get one definitely yeah, they're, it's fantastic, actually, in that I've, I've gamed for a long time, and the thing I love the most about the new consoles isn't fantastic graphics and sound. It's the fact that games load in about two seconds. I'm a man who's short of time oh, yeah. these days. And for me, getting yeah. a game lo lo loading that quickly is, is fantastic. So I was just going to add, Will, that, I mean, you mentioned they're 450 quid, but you can't get hold of one, so someone's buying these things. Yeah, they came out 
more by luck than design because COVID screwed up the whole process in building them because the Chinese factories were shut down for a while. They were very late to actually get to prototype stage on these devices. So the fact that they got here for Christmas was a bit of a miracle. And realistically, there's less games out for them, less special new games Mm. designed for the console. So there's no real sort of must-have games right now, but that will that will change over time. Um, the other thing that's fantastic for Christmas, now this is going to split the crowd, how about a 550-quid pair of Apple headphones? Do you fancy Ooh. a pair of these, these headphones? Well, I'm trying to work out. I mean, other than the fact that the carry case looks like a kind of little, Bra- like a little brassier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than you sound like two nineteen uh, fifties gentlemen talking about Brazilians. <laughs> other than that, yeah, they've obviously got their AirPod range or t- two versions of, um, and then this, and I, you know, I guess they're hiving that out to a different kind of audience. But I, this could this be a stinker from Apple? Technically, they're actually very good. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have a go with them. I don't have them, and I'm not angling for a pair, but. If you like a really good quality high-end pair of headphones, these are definitely those. They've got all sorts of technical stuff going on in them to uh, improve the sound and do all sorts of things. The reality about the um, AirPods, the little white ones you see in people's ears on all the TV interviews you've seen this year, you know, there's interviews on Zoom where people have got 12 chins because they've put the, the, the webcam in the wrong place. That The greatest thing about the AirPods is... Uh, how quickly they connect to the device battery life's pretty poor on them uh they're not the best sounding but it's the simplicity of using them that's the thing because with some other headphones you have a right old faff getting them connected up to your device but you whip these ones out and put them in your ears and they work and one of the things that's really good about the uh the the over-ear airpods is you whip them out and they just work but they've also spent a great deal of time effort and energy making a really really good high-end pair of headphones and i've got this theory that we've all had a shit year right so lots of people will spend oh. money this christmas speak for yourself the treat well now you know i'm not making good podcasts every week and making good money you've had a good year but i would um i would <laughs> say some people have had a bad time right so buying some nice tech for christmas is one of those things that i think increasingly uh people people will do and another thing that's selling really well this christmas as well is um apple are selling apparently apple are selling more computers this christmas than they have for a long time too so from really? that perspective there's a yeah no seriously they 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 say they're doing a you know a pretty brisk sale on laptops and and all sorts of other bits and pieces so it doesn't seem you, you know i think people might be spending a bit of money this christmas to make themselves feel better mm. and people will be listening yeah. to your podcast this christmas to make themselves feel better as well don't forget so there's a lot of weight, unlocking. there's a lot of weight Shit. on your, your shoulders to do this you know you're gonna have yeah. to entertain some people they've been waiting four and a half years for 90 minutes of audio so you've got to come up with yeah, some- we hear you all right you know just leave it alone will for goodness sake i mean my, my question will would be though in terms of things like and this is a genuine technical question, Ian, so don't take the mickey out of me. In terms of things like, I mean, you're going to get new AirPods next year, another version of the same, like you get another same iPhone every year. This yeah. constant sort of, you know, there's new stuff every year that comes out. Do we think in a post-COVID environment we can get back to a sort of situation where People aren't upgrading all the time, so people are, you know, being forced to upgrade all the time, or is it effectively just like a 
a long and winding road up to this getting worse, where they start releasing things every six months, for example. It's interesting because there's two trains of thought here. 2021 is going to be a very different year. Quite simply, most of these companies had their development cycles on what they were making absolutely screwed. If they hadn't already got to a stage with the games consoles, you wouldn't have seen them for Christmas. Other devices, like Apple had Apple's phones were late this year. Uh, there was rumors and conversations about the fact that apple had completely different designs for its new range of laptops with the new chips but they weren't in a position kev to get the the design bits done they couldn't make the prototypes Mm. and stuff in time so they look identical to the old ones and there's also a view and ian's pretty well qualified to talk about this now with his new green credentials there's a growing (laughs) feeling in the world that people don't want to keep buying stuff and people don't like this obsolescence you know your your telly breaks in five years or whatever you know my gran had a tv that lasted for 36 years it was by the end of it and you could hardly see a picture on it but it ran for 36 years yeah i think we're going i mean you know if you think back in the ussr you know when when people would have sat there you know with some tin can in one hand you know talking to somebody down the road with a tin can in another uh, and that didn't change for years and years. Are we going back to those days, Will? You know, a we, lot of people would be saying, help. We, my, my parents, this is the randomest story I've ever committed anyway. My parents went out this week and bought a new Dyson. And they bought one about three or four years ago and it had worn out. Uh, they have in their attic, and it still gets used, and it gets used regularly, a vacuum cleaner from 1947. Wow, my, no literally, this This thing essentially sounds like a petrol lawnmower, but it was built to last these you know we're in a situation where i think we're in a world of fast tech and that's where why mobile phone companies are largely screwed in that if you look at an apple iphone from three years ago there's very little different to an apple iphone from 2020 yeah, you didn't really need it. And, you know, the, the, the ability or the availability, I mean, back, you know, you, when that Hoover was purchased, you had to work eight days a week before you could, you know, even begin to contemplate anything like that now. I mean, you'd, you'd press a button on your phone and it would arrive within about three hours around your house. Yeah, that's it. And it's it's weird because you and I, whenever whenever we do these chats, I always come to the podcast with loads of ideas. But this Christmas, the reality is it's mostly the same stuff. You've got two new consoles. You've got a couple of new versions of phones. There's nothing this Christmas that's like... Uh, nobody's going crazy for those sort of those uh, two wheel balance board scooters. Yeah, all of that stuff. There's none of that. There's not that thing, is there? There's, there's it's a very there. traditional uh, Christmas. One of the things that's hugely successful this Christmas is uh, there's a, a version of Lego which is Super Mario Lego, and it's yeah, the first Lego it. which is digitally linked to your mobile phone. So Mario's oh. got the face and he's a character it's the character Mario and it talks and it interacts with the Lego. That's something that um is a really interesting piece of kit because it's it looks like your old Lego, but it's smart tech too. And Lego are selling those by the absolute shed load this Christmas, this tie-up with Nintendo. So that's another big seller. But that's something that leans back on traditional game playing and the imagination but adds the sort of the tech stuff into it so from from that perspective that's that's a big one too but yeah nothing's really blowing my my hat off 
this year, the baseball bat and the bottle of whiskey for the eventual Brexit and power cut that we're going to see. Maybe a petrol generator. You might need one yeah. of those if, if everything grinds to a halt on the uh, 31st mm. of December. That's uh, something else, just a final thing they haven't really upgraded for years, and that's the electronic fly zapper. That, that's been the same yeah. kind of tenet tennis racket racket for, for years you, you I, I, I gave myself a terrible shock with one of those not so long ago was it was it a proper shock i hear the shock is quite what well, genuinely quite shocking it, i didn't enjoy it very much I, I, if it caused me that amount of pain christ knows what the fly feels like in its final seconds of its life yeah but sometimes you zap one of those suckers and it, it sits there and flies off afterwards it's just had seventy-eight thousand volts up its ass and it somehow manages to fly off this one this one i got came from china and i think a fly flew off on fire at one point which would have been quite dangerous <laughs> yeah sure that wasn't sure that wasn't a bat that's where it started it it wasn't a wuhan <laughs> it started because of will guyatt's fly zapper <laughs> I bought the Wuhan flu into the uh, UK. Yes, it was me. I love it. Well, we're speaking three years. Is that all right? (laughs) You'll be 70 by then. Are you still doing this? Hey, Will, come closer. (laughs) F*** off. (laughs) Can I just say as well, Will, to to end this off, now that we're we're great friends again, it's a shame you're so far away because, you know, I I just, I, I want to hold your hand, man. I hope that's okay. Nice. You can hold whatever you like, Kev. I'm game in 2021. Uh, Will will speak. So that's Will Guyatt on the podcast. <laughs> but by the way, you know, I've got some bad news for you. I've got some bad news. Uh, I know that, you yeah. know, this time of year on our yearly podcast, <laughs> I uh, I like to surprise you with a showbiz shoebox, but I'm not doing that this year. I'm not doing it. Boo. Instead, I thought we'd try this. What the f*** is the internet? The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. It's Sideshow Kev's Cyberspace Survey. That's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting. It's a survey (laughs) through cyberspace. In true once a word tradition, we spared no expense in bringing you, that's you, you there, the very latest research trolled from every corner of the internet, conducting a sprawling survey that makes the answers on family fortunes look like the bag of dog shit compo left on Nora Batty's doorstep in an attempt to woo her before tumbling downhill in a bath on wheels while Wallace and Gromit chuckle in the background. <laughs> Conducted this big survey, well, actually, in the case of this, I literally just asked my, uh, my eldest child and her friends, as we look into the murky world nice. of teen slang. Very simply, in Collins, here are yeah. ten examples of everyday phrases seemingly used in language by the youth of today, nice. but only five nice. are real. Number one, period. Period is a word used at the end of a sentence meant to add emphasis to a point that has been made. Is that something that the youth use, Ian, or is it completely made up? Period. Period. Okay, I think that's true. It is true. Is it something that you yeah, use? Uh, I know you're down with the kids and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 kind of throw that in, you know, periodically. Uh, question number two: Chudders, chudders. An occasion when you encounter false. some false. <laughs> an occasion when you encounter someone unattractive, a physical revulsion to that person. False. It is false. What gave it away? Ah, come on. I don't know. I just it was an instinct almost. 
or Derek Akora working overtime <laughs> in my head. Uh, number three, cap. To cap is to lie about something, whereas no cap means to tell the truth. That is true. It is true. Look, are you hanging around with teenagers again? Is this your thing? Are you sort of like... No, no, but, you know, I work with a lot of young guys at Talk Radio, you know, and, you know, we have a certain... We have our own patois, (laughs) Really? Over there. Yeah. Are you wearing a backwards baseball cap as well when you're out there? Is that something? Always. Always. And a hoodie. Do you own a hoodie? Uh, I am sans hoodie. Number four. Smooth. A fart muffled by too tight denim and or jeggings. False... It is false. I feel it should be a word. Number five, flex. To knowingly flaunt and show off. Well, that's a, already a word, isn't it? Uh, it you know, flexing it's, a wor- it's a word, but is it is it something the teens use in a different context? Yeah, I re- they could have done that. I mean, it could have been kind of revisited. I'm going to say f- false. It's true. Ah, oh, come on. Perhaps not as down with the kids as you think. Uh, number six. Finch, Finch, a waitress in Nando's. False. It is false. Can you see these from where you are? Can you see these? It feels like you're cheating. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit. Number seven, poke, an inner jacket pocket for condoms, iPhone, or to hide items you don't want your parents to see. That's a poke. Poke. So stick it in your poke. Is that what you... Well, I don't know. You tell me. Pass me my phone. I want to put it back in my poke. Well, that's, it's a pocket. That's bollocks, isn't it? It's a pocket. It's a pocket. You can't just... Yes, but we're talking up. about teenagers. We're talking it's about false. teenagers. It's false. Come on, man. It is false. It is false. Number eight is Luke. L-E-W-K. Luke. Which L-E-W-K. is a variation of look. Let's say your outfit or your appearance. It's your Luke. It's your Luke. Yeah. False. It's true. Oh, get out of here. It's what the kids do, apparently. Uh, number nine, Stan. Stan can be a noun for an overzealous or obsessive fan. Yeah, that's definitely true. It is true. Do you know why it's that's, a Stan? That's an Eminem reference, right? It is. Uh, from 20 years ago that the kids think is cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. Love it. And finally, Esther, number 10 pulped tired or wiped out after too much social media i'm pulped man i can see it well it kind of works so i'm going to say but then i think we've had five trues i mean you said 50 percent were false and now i'm gonna say it's true it's false (laughs) completely made up uh, if you're so inclined, uh, at Sideshow underscore Kev on Twitter, not that I'm on there often, but if I was, I'd be delighted to have you. Ah, oh, good man, Kev, and happy Christmas. Yeah, same to you, you old fart. And there you go, that's it for this special festive edition of Once a Word. A big thanks to the huge team who put this stuff together, in particular Andre on the desk. Uh, there was Paco Kalina under the desk, hired from Craigslist at Andre's insistence. Uh, the refreshments were supplied, as ever, by Abdul's Coffee Shack, and the producer of this whole thing was Jan Leeming. And, of course, special thanks to Funk Weasel Digital. Until next year, happy Christmas and goodbye. A Big Things Media Production. Big Things! Ask me old. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. I have faith. <laughs>
that utter sense, that utter sense of <laughs> it's literally only just come to me as well. That beautiful <laughs> as me. We're not even in the same place. We're not even in the same place. I know. So it's... Perfect. See you next week. Yeah, bye.